What did I say? I said, said he's, he's lying. lying. Uh, by the way, by the way, 105.3, the flagship station for I'm the Dallas Cowboys right now, has called me. me to come on because evidently they need me to come back on to echo what the hell I said. So, but here's he's my, lying. But here's let, my thing, let, Stephen Dan, let, let Mike McCarthy lose this game Monday night. I got to say, he does, he does back up his word. He said over the past few weeks, I'll come back on. Uh, We'll go ahead and pick the Tampa game. First take will be in Tampa with Michael Irvin on Monday. And Peyton hit him up. And here he is back on the show, Stephen A. Smith on the Diamond Factory Hotline. Good morning, Stephen A. How are you? Did you miss me? <laughs> What's going on, fellas? No, no you do. You, you work this reverse psychology. Yep. You made our own listeners turn on us, saying, "Why are you so nice? You're supposed to shred him." And you came on, and you were all sweet and charming, and you totally disarmed us. Hey, listen. First of all, I'm a nice guy. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Keep that to yourself. I'm a very nice guy. That's number one. Number two. Listen, y'all listeners, y'all can try to shed me all y'all want to. Y'all know y'all nervous. You're nervous, ain't you? You know what you've been watching better than me. You know it. You're nervous as hell. And this is the this is the thing that made me laugh, right? So I'm listening to the interview with Jerry talking to y'all, right? And I'm cracking up laughing because I'm like, what listen, you gotta ask the question. You gotta do you guys do such a great job. You gotta ask the question. And I get that. But you know good and damn well he's lying. Let McCarthy lose this game. You let Mike McCarthy. That's why y'all ask that question. Because y'all know what I know. He better not lose this game. He better not lose this game. Not the way Tampa has looked all year. Not the way they've struggled offensively, how anemic they've been. Not with the stationary target that is the great GOAT 45-year-old quarterback that is Tom Brady. I mean, please. They got loads of pressure. Y'all know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. But Jerry's got to say the right things, and that's what he did. That's why he's Jerry Jones. But he's nervous, too, y'all. Y'all saw his face. Y'all saw his face Sunday night after y'all got smacked <laughs> around by the commanders. Y'all saw it. Y'all. That's why y'all had him on that show asking him those questions, because y'all saw what I saw. So the fans can say whatever they want. They can sit up there and say, go ahead, Stephen A., go ahead, Stephen A., but damn it, they nervous too. And by the way, not only am I coming with Michael Irvin, I'm coming with Troy Aikman too, and I'm coming with those videos, those videos of those Cowboy fans crying last year when San Francisco beat them. I'm coming armed and ready. I can't wait, y'all. Monday in Tampa. Y'all going to be there? Are y'all going to be there? No, we're going to Arizona for the Super Bowl. I'll be there. Really? really? Bobby will be Bobby there. Will yeah, be we there. won't. We're, yeah. we're not going let, 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 let me tell you why you ain't going to be there. Let me tell you why you ain't going to be there. Because you're nervous, too. You're nervous, too. <laughs> Look, we're definitely – there's, a feel, there's there. definitely a feeling of nerves in the city. There's no doubt. There's a Hell feeling of nerves. But, look, Jerry held on to Garrett way too long, in my opinion. Back-to-back 12-win mm-hmm. seasons – I mean, you're so adamant about this. It sounds like you're almost like reporting it versus just giving an opinion. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, fair is fair. I'm not reporting it. Okay. If I was reporting it, I would tell you so. Okay. In all seriousness, I'm, I, you know, I'm not. If I was reporting it, I would say sources said blah blah blah. That's not what I'm saying. That's just an opinion. That's all it is. But here's where here's where I truly feel that opinion. Jason Garrett was a cowboy man. He was a player. He was a quarterback for the Cowboys, albeit primarily a backup. The guy was an assistant coach. He was the head coach of waiting. If I remember correctly, he damn near was getting paid as much as Wade Phillips was. 
when he was a was he was a coordinator as the head coach of waiting. That was a different relationship. He might like Mike McCarthy, okay, and I get that. But McCarthy was in Green Bay all of those years. He won a Super Bowl. He was taking them to the playoffs. He was beating up on the Cowboys from time to time. That ain't the same kind of relationship that existed with Jason Garrett and Jerry Jones. So I don't want to hear that either. Uh-uh. This is different. That man got to produce. And, oh, by the way, Jerry was considerably younger than my Libra buddy. He was considerably <laughs> he was, he, my Libra brother. He was considerably younger than. He's 80 now, y'all. Clock's ticking. Yeah. I haven't said that. Jerry said that. True. Time's running out. And if you can't get it done, well, guess what? Dan Quinn got him to a Super Bowl, got a team to a Super Bowl before. Yeah, he blew a 25-point lead in the fourth in the second half against Tom Brady. But he's gone to the Super Bowl before. He's shown that he could be a head coach. He definitely, not the last few weeks, but for the most part, got the defense looking better. He's a, a, a viable head coaching candidate in the eyes of the league. So other teams are going to interview him and what have you. This is why he stayed. So he's a prime candidate for the job. Sean Payton, maybe you could convince him not to take the job in, the, in L.A. with the Chargers if Brandon Staley wets the bed. Maybe you can convince him to come to Dallas. I don't know. But I do know this. After the way the playoffs ended last year, with y'all not being able to get off a damn play in the last 13 <laughs> seconds, and a week later watch the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes march the team downfield and put them in field goal range, to push the game into overtime in the same 13 or 14 seconds. With that fallback and the way the penalties played y'all last year, to come into this year, to end the season, losing to a third-string quarterback with your starters on the field, and then you go into Tampa with the way Todd Bowles and this team has looked throughout the season, and you going to lose to them? <laughs> oh, hell no. I can't, I can't believe that Mike McCarthy will keep his job if they lose this game. Stephen A. Smith, join us here 105 through the fan. You seem very confident. Do you care to make it interesting? What do you mean interesting? What are you what are you implying? I'm implying, <laughs> I think you know what I'm implying. I'm implying a little bit of a of a friendly wager between the Oh, okay. Okay. I'm listening. I'm listening. Give it to me. <laughs> okay. Let me see. Let me see if I'm interested in this. All Go right, ahead. all right. Let's do this. Okay. So you believe that Mike McCarthy will be fired if they lose if Mike McCarthy is in fact fired. Sean and I and Bobby will treat you to any and, and Michael and Michael and Michael Urban to any dinner okay. you want in Phoenix at the Super Bowl. Okay, but if he's not fired, any dinner, any dinner you want, price okay. will not be an issue. Un, you know, unless unless, we, unless it's an issue, an issue unless it's an issue. First of all, you don't have to worry about the money. You don't have to worry about the money. I went to. It's, it's not even about the money. It's the fact that that faces and voices of Dallas would have to humble themselves to treat me to dinner. That's good enough for me. So go ahead. All right, then, we, we, we know Mike ain't paying. We know. <laughs> I'm going to figure out a way to take his money. I'm going to figure out a way to take his money. All right, Just now. Leave it up to me. If, if Mike McCarthy loses and he's not fired, then – I mean, I think it's only fair that that Sean and I get to and Bobby get to come on first take for you know a couple of minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's super Bowl. No, you know what? You know what? You know what? 
I, I got to think about that. I don't know if y'all would be worthy to come off. Oh, oh, damn. If, if he, if it's not, if he, not if he wins and they get to the Super Bowl, uh, well, you know what? That, then that's a different animal. Okay. All right. That's a that's a different animal. Now, even though I'm the executive producer of the show now, I still have, yeah, I've been, yeah, I was named executive producer first take this season, guys. But I, in all, but in all seriousness, I would tell you that I would have to talk to the bosses about that because I don't have carte blanche the way people think. Okay, I do have bosses. <laughs> but, but, but if they make it to the Super Bowl, I, I have to say I would have to humble myself Ooh. Ooh. to all of Dallas. I would have to humble myself to all of Dallas. I would have to try to capitulate to most requests that are being made. But let me just say this. I'm really not concerned about that at all. <laughs> I'm not concerned about that. Sounds like a I'm, deal. Not concerned about having, I'm not concerned about having to lose that bet. Because, listen, there's no way y'all are going to the Super Bowl because y- you just don't have it. You just don't have it. But you should win this Tampa Bay game. You're the better team. I just think that if you're going to lose to Sam Howell, <clears throat> going up against Tom Brady, knowing the pressure that is on y'all, and, you know, y'all have crumbled beneath the pressure on many, many occasions in recent history and I just suspect it's gonna happen again. So you don't I think really do. you don't think it's anything Tampa does. You expect the Cowboys to lose because of the Cowboys. Oh absolutely did, did I stutter? I'm sorry. <laughs> Is that did, did I give you the impression that Tampa was gonna be the better team? No. I'm expecting an implosion. <laughs> That's what I'm expecting. I'm expecting an implosion. I'm expecting them to beneath the bright lights and the pressure. That's what I'm expecting. If the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were better, I would give y'all a better chance. It's the fact that Tampa Bay is not that great this year, and people are not expecting much of them. We clearly know the Dallas Cowboys are the better team. They're favored to win this game, and I'm looking at it from that perspective, and I'm saying this is exactly the kind of game they'll fold. This is exactly the kind of uncircumstances that they will fold under. It's what they do. It's what they do. And I anticipate that that will happen again. It wouldn't surprise me at all. I'm not in any way saying that the Dallas Cowboys are are inferior to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And, oh, by the way, for the state of Texas, I got news for you. It's not like I'm in the strongest position in the world. I went the Cinderella route with TCU for crying out loud because I got tired of picking the SEC. And look how that turned out. with one of the most embarrassing picks of my career. All of that is true. But when, but when everything else fails, those Dallas Cowboys never let me down. Just be patient. Somehow, some way, they'll find a way. And I've said it on many occasions, and I want you to know that. Because I tried to tell everybody last year, they were raving about the Cowboys in route to a 12-win season. Who went on the air and said they wouldn't even win a playoff game? Weeks in advance. That's what I said. (laughs) This year, I kind of suspected they would win a playoff game until I learned they would be going up against Tom Brady. (laughs) And that's when everything changed. And I said, (laughs) this falls right in line. This is beautiful. And that's what I anticipate, my man. It's coming. (laughs) Just wait. Just wait. Stephen A, your your uh, your boy Dan Orlovsky, he's he's overtaking you as the number one villain in Dallas. Yeah, by the way, he put Dak. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. oh yeah, he put Dak twelve out of fourteen <laughs> among quarterbacks of the postseason. Now come on, that's disrespectful, right? 
Is he trolling us? Is he just trolling us here? Okay, 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 okay. okay. Well, let's analyze that. Let, let, let's pause for a second. Let's think about this. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we got Jalen Hurts. Yep. We've got Dak Prescott. We got Daniel Jones. I wouldn't put Daniel Jones ahead of Dak Prescott. Thank you. Then we got Kirk Cousins. I wouldn't put uh well this year I would put him against ahead of Dak Prescott because he's had a better year as far as I'm concerned. Even though I'm no fan of, of Kirk Cousins and Dallas blitzed him forty to three, okay. But we can't just put Dak ahead of him right now. Not with the not with the way Dak's been playing as of late, okay. So we go to um. You want his li- you want you wants to give you his list? Please go ahead. Okay. Uh he had uh, obviously the only, the only two behind him were. Um, Skyler. Skyler Thompson and uh, Brock Purdy. Everybody else it. is ahead of him. Yeah, so he had in order Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady, Daniel Jones, Trevor Lawrence, Geno Smith, Kirk Cousins ahead of Dak. No, I would not put Daniel Jones nor Geno Smith ahead of Dak Prescott, even though Geno Smith statistically He's throwing for over 4,000 yards, and he's had a breakout season. I wouldn't put him ahead of Dak Prescott. I wouldn't put Daniel Jones ahead of Dak Prescott. But I got to admit, based on the way Dak has looked with these interceptions, y'all are not in a in a strong position to be arguing on behalf of Dak Prescott. <laughs> True. You do understand that. You're not in that position. Dak's got to step up. And, 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 see, and see, to me – it's it's like this. In all seriousness, man, I I got a lot of I got a lot of respect for Dak Prescott, and I'm happy that he got his money. He's the face of the franchise. Even though I think Michael Parsons is your best player, I'm of the mindset where Dak Prescott. One of the things that throws me off about people, I'm mindful of those guys, y'all, that always say the right things. You know, they're the quintessential leader at the microphone, <laughs> but on the field. They leave something out there. Derek Carr is a perfect example. After John Gruden got let go last year by the Raiders uh, because of his whole boo-ha-ha, Derek Carr was the perfect face for the franchise. Yeah. Said all the right things, you know, uh, the right temperament, uh, galvanized the troops, uh, the troops under Basakio. I mean, did a good job quarterbacking the team, got them to the playoffs before they lost to Cincinnati. We saw all of this, right? But the reality is that when he got when, when he decided that he was going to give his goodbyes to the Raiders, to the Raiders, uh, faithful Raider Nation yesterday, I mean everybody acted like it was a big deal. You've been there nine years, man. You ain't win one playoff game. Let's pump the brakes and put stuff in its proper perspective. You are all right. You 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 decent player, but you know we we we, we ain't we ain't we ain't throwing funerals and writing epitaphs because oh my God, uh, uh, Derek Carr is gone. That's just a fact. Because what have you really done? Dak Prescott better be careful because he's getting to that point. Mm. We have to look at him and we have to say, we know that he's better. He's had some moments. He's won a playoff game, et cetera. But the fact of the matter is you're the face. You're one of the preeminent faces for America's team. Franchise worth seven, eight billion dollars. You got the most popular owner in the sport, if not the sports world. You play at a billion-dollar playpen, one of the greatest stadiums ever built. We'll be talking about that the way we talk about Roman Coliseum when we're all long <laughs> and gone. All of this stuff is going on, the stars on the helmet, the best cheerleaders on the planet, and all of this other stuff. But you're going home every year. You ain't even making it to a conference championship game. At some point in time, 
we're going to look at Dak Prescott that way if he ain't careful, particularly if he continue to play the way he's been playing with these damn interceptions. You got to cut down on those mistakes. See, Micah Parsons, we know he's going to show up. Let's not act like we don't know what. I don't give a damn that he ain't had sacks the last couple of games. Well, this is Micah Parsons we talk about. That brother going to show up. Trayvon Diggs, I believe in that brother. He's going to show up. Hell, Demarcus Lawrence got to up his game, but I believe in him. I believe whether it's Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard, one of them going to show up. C.D. Lamb ain't a scrub. What you going to do, Dak Prescott? <laughs> you the face of the fan. What you going to do? At some point in time, we got to stop getting caught up. Because first of all, I've said this about him. And it's not an insult. It's just reality. He is one press conference I never listened to. <laughs> I don't give a damn what Dak Prescott has to say. Uh-huh. Give me Dak Prescott from three, from four years ago, three years ago, two years ago, one year ago. Yo, y'all, he says the same stuff. <laughs> he ain't saying nothing compelling, nothing interesting, nothing controversial, nothing earth-shattering, nothing that makes you raise your eyebrow and say, whoa, okay, what's he saying here? Nothing intriguing, nothing. The dude is the safest interview on the planet. He's going to say all the right things. Okay, fine. So what you going to do? You got to win, man. You got to win because you're talented enough to win. We understand you've been through a lot. We respect the hell out of you. I respect him as a man. I respect his talent. I respect his leadership capabilities. But you got to perform. And your performance is the one thing that has been lacking. He is on the verge of being Derek Carr, a really good quarterback, who's flagrantly not great, devoid of the resume that even tinkers on greatness. That's Dak Prescott until further notice. Last one for you here, Stephen A. Uh, we're, we're all terrified of losing Luka Doncic in this city uh, because Mark Cuban yes. just has not done enough to, to put a good supporting cast around him. How, how mad should we be here in Dallas at Mark Cuban for what he's built around Luka? I wouldn't say mad. What I would say is you have a right to get mad eventually. You don't have to be there yet. I would remind y'all, y'all were just in the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> That's more than you had done since 2000, what, 2011. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. And so when you take that into consideration, respect that. You have a superstar in Luka Doncic. He didn't just fall in your lap. You had to do a swap with Atlanta in order to get him. You pulled that off from an organizational perspective. Respect that. You have Jason Kidd, who I think is a phenomenal basketball coach. Uh, Nico Harrison, I think, had a lot of potential as an executive, connections, et cetera, et cetera. All right? And I was a fan of Rick Carlisle, and I know, I've know i known Rick Carlisle personally for over 20 years. He's a friend. I would tell you this. What you have is unacceptable if you stand pat. Now, I'm going to break news here because people in Dallas have never heard me say this before. You got a phenomenal fan base. You got a phenomenal city. I actually love Dallas, Texas. I've actually thought about relocating to Dallas. Whoa! Whoa. A cowboy hat. I have. I have. No, that'll never happen. That'll never happen. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be. I'll be. But you know. But you see, people try to act like they hate me, but they really love me. They love me in Dallas. They, they, they try to act like they don't, but they love me. It's all right. You know, booze are a form of love, y'all. Trust me on this. Booze are a form of love. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. Great city, great fan base. Um, The fact of the matter is, I love me some Mark Cuban as well. He's got to do better. 
there is no excuse not to have more talent on your squad in that city. I'm talking about that you've, you've acquired in free agents. Christian Wood is a good pickup. He's not a scrub. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is not a scrub. Good game last night from him, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right? And, and Luca is just a superstar. But the reality of the situation is he's a one-man wrecking crew. They got to do better, man. And, and when if you were in Utah or someplace like that, I get it. Because Cash ain't trying to come there. But you think about that city, the appeal and the allure of the city of Dallas, Texas. You combine that with there being no state income tax in the state of Texas. Trust me, players know about this stuff, all right? And then the fact that you got Luka Doncic. There is absolutely positively no excuse for this roster not to be buffered. Mark Cuban is a relatable individual, very brilliant, very smart, you know, connected. A lot of guys get along with him. He's at a lot of the games. Guess what? When are you going to cultivate these relationships and make sure it manufactures into you buffering that roster? Because this is not good enough to win a championship. And we all know this. And so I definitely think that you're right in bringing that up. I would say to you, appreciate the fact that y'all are fresh off a Western Conference Finals appearance. Appreciate the fact that you got a star in Luka Doncic, a superstar in Luka Doncic, and a phenomenal coach in Jason Kidd that should be there for years to come. But you got to give Jason Kidd more to work with because this ain't enough. And I'm looking at Nico Harrison and I'm looking at Mark Cuban to pull that off because they have to. It's a fair question. And I have no problem with y'all bringing that up because it's the right thing to do. You got a star like Luka Doncic. He got to get more help. The Tolos are hating that they love. They're all loving his Dak, <laughs> his Dak opinion. Your man of your word. First take in Tampa. Come up with another pinky intro that blew up the internet. Uh, you liked it. You it liked was it. good. That was good. It. That was good. Pick out your, pick out your restaurant, and we'll pick out our segment. <laughs> Here's all I'm asking y'all to do. Just, just, just tell the Cowboy fans, don't be scared. I'll be in Dallas. I'll be in Tampa. Y'all can come to Tampa. Don't be scared. Show up. See, the Tampa faithful go show up. We're we going to have a packed house, okay? I mean, me and the, and the playmaker and the crew, we're going to have a packed house. But, see, I want Cowboy fans there. Don't hide. Don't hide now. Y'all been chirping and talking all of this time. Don't hide now. Come on to Tampa at the convention center. You know, it's free. You could get in. I mean, and where are your Dallas Cowboys paraphernalia? I, I want to where, where are your jerseys and all that. I want to know who you are. I don't want you hiding. I don't want you hiding. All of y'all that were crying, all of y'all that were depressed last year, that's been chirping this year. You know we're gonna win the Super Bowl this year. Bro. You know we're gonna win the Super Bowl. Show up. Show up. I dare you, cause I got something for them. I can't wait for them to come. I really, really can't. I got something for them. I am waiting, fellas. I am waiting. Thank you for the time, as always. We'll see you on TV in 15 minutes. Appreciate it, Stephen A. Thank you. All right, fellas. Take care. Stephen A. Smith, Diamond Factory Hotline. Sean and RJ continuing right here on The Fan.